Before you listen to this podcast, there's a couple things you need to know that make it a little bit confusing. One, I, I made this podcast, recorded it about an hour before I found out that Joan Rivers passed away. So it's that moment in time where I thought she was in the hospital and was hoping for her recovery. And two, my friend's mom's name is Joan. So later there's a sound clip of her mom saying some things um, from the last episode and her name is Joan. So if I reference her, please don't be confused and think that I'm talking about my beloved hero, Joan Rivers. And now, please enjoy the podcast that I recorded. Goodbye. There's so many horrible things happening right now in the world from a huge level to a small level. You know, I don't even know about this new terrorist organization, okay? I'm not even up on that. But the Ferguson stuff. You have all these weird, horrible tragedies befalling comedians. It's like... If you told me a year ago what was going to be happening with Tracy Morgan, Joan Rivers, Robin Williams, I would have just been like, that's fucking insane. And I feel that way right now. This is, um, it, it just, everything. And also all these dogs, like I keep hearing about like these dogs dying in horrible ways. And I just, right now is a time to feel very scared. And I feel like it's a time for a reboot of we didn't start the fire. Cause then you can throw in all the new shit that's going on. Ferguson, Tracy Morgan, nah, 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 nah. everything's fucked up. I'm scared to leave my house. You know, so I'm just spitballing here, but life seems horrific. And I know that like, I feel like I always think the world is coming to an end and I don't, I don't have a child, but just do you have that fear constantly? If you have children, it just seems like it would be a living nightmare, like the drought and the asteroids <laughs> just feels like something's a Bruin. It's my friend's dog's name, Bruin. Something's a Bruin. That's what I'd say to that dog all the time if I was his friend slash master. That's so weird, by the way, to say that you're a dog's master. <laughs> like, who started that and shouldn't that get updated as politics become more progressive? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm his master. He is what, then? Your servant? Is your dog your servant? My dog is so disinterested in this activism. Dog activism, dactivism. Had some coffee, not going to lie. <laughs> now my voice is a little gravelly. That's how it is in the morning. Maybe indicative of some sort of physical illness. <clears throat> so what are you doing, Chelsea? You just making podcasts? Yes. We motherfucking have the sound clip. Delete some of the things. Delete some of the things. That's how I feel about the world right now. I'm like, um, what the fuck? Get Joan Rivers out of that fucking hospital. Delete some of the things. Someone on Twitter, I retweeted a Kathy Griffin tweet. Okay, this is called a segment called Behind the Tweets. Behind the Tweets! So, I retweeted Kathy Griffin's tweet. It was about Joan Rivers, okay? And it said, let me, I'll just read the exact thing that she, she wrote. It was, to this day, Joan Rivers remains the first and only woman to host a nightly network, not cable, late night talk show. So I retweet that and then some guy writes to me like, how come she's not better then? I guarantee you, and this is what's, you start to get a sixth sense about these things. I guarantee you he's never seen her do stand up. That's the difference between someone who's going to just nonchalantly say something shitty about this legend and someone 
who knows how incredibly talented she is. Now, I go to his bio and in that bio, in a list of things, this motherfucker has the nerve to have comedian in that list. Can you please elaborate, sir? How are you a comedian and you don't know Joan Rivers is one of the greats? Trailblazer, edgy as fuck. Like I've seen her multiple times in New York doing over an hour at her age. Like that alone is insane. And on top of it, like 80% of that hour is edgier than most of the young comedians that do an hour. It's like incredibly um, inspiring and undeniable. I mean, I just feel like so many people have never seen her live and just go off. I don't know what they're going off a QVC appearance or something. Anyway, fuck that guy. I guarantee you he's not like a real comedian. I guarantee it. But who is though? You know what I mean? Anyway. (coughs) So what you doing, Chelsea? You just making podcasts? Yes, Joan. Yes. So got a great day ahead. Been watching Big Brother. What a ugh. it's like every week they just have a game plan and they stick to it. And every week they try to make it seem like, oh, my God, is someone going to make a power move? Is someone going to do something crazy? And then they'll have like the diary room. Someone going like, I might do something crazy this week. And then they don't. And it's the most blue ballsy episode to episode where you're like, I guess I'm just going to keep watching at this point because who am I there for now? I don't even know. Beast Mode Cowboy, high entertainment value. Nicole, I I love an underdog story. If there was some way she could do something, but I don't know. Christine, I, I, I hate to say this, but I don't care for Christine. I hate to be in line with most of the internet though. I like to be kind of against the grain with what the internet is saying. Cause sometimes it's just stupid knee jerk. But, uh, I did think, um, what am I? I'm just talking about big brother into a microphone. No one's here. (laughs) I mean, life is a fucking trip, man. Truth be told, like, even though I just chugged a cup of coffee. I'm not fully awake yet. I'm not fully awake. Please call me back or text me because I am not fully awake. Don't comment on my voice, how gravelly it is, because I'm not fully awake and can't retaliate. Don't comment on the time of day. I work at night so I can sleep in the day. Thank you. Bye. RIP the time where I used to work at night, but at least my gravelly voice is alive and well. Shout out to Cool Kojak who made that song from just a sound file on my iPhone. That guy's a magician. He also made the theme song for my special that is coming to Netflix on November 14th. Have you um, have you guys ever visited Fourteenth? Fourteenth. <laughs> it's an American landmark. <sighs> Let's take a call. Call from Patrick. To accept. Hello. Hey, Chelsea, how are you? 
<laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> Patrick. Um, I actually. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I, we talked forever ago. I called when your podcast first started and we had a good combo. I was just checking in. How life's going? <laughs> well, thanks for checking in uh, in this crazy mixed-up world. Do you have a child? Uh, no, I don't have a child. I'm, I'm, I have no kids at all. Are you worried about I've, the, the uh, various calamities and tragedies in this current news cycle, Patrick? I guess so. I have nieces and nephews, and they're a lot of fun, but no kids. Are you worried about what tragedies are going to certainly befall them? I mean, I guess a little bit, but I'm not much of a worrier. I just sort of live, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you thinking about having kids anytime soon or something? Dong. Patrick, listen, I know that you're known as a bit of an intrepid reporter. <laughs> but, uh... <coughs> What world would I be bringing them into? You know what I mean? We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. That would be amazing if every news segment ended with the newscasters singing that. And like any time they interviewed an eyewitness, (laughs) it ends with them singing that. You should pitch it to people. Pitch it out. You got. You know what? They need sure. to acknowledge that this is like a song of calamity that we're all trapped in. The just the we're riding the ups and the downs on this crazy little trip called life. Goodbye, Patrick. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Call from Brandy. We didn't start the fire. It was, it was always burning, burning since the world's, world's been turning. Isn't Man, it? A, I used to know the words to that song, but it's been a long time. It's been a long ass time, Brandy. Oh, Chelsea, how are you today? You know what? I drank some coffee, but I still feel pretty mellow. And my dog is dead asleep. My voice is gravelly. Not going to lie, I could use a little water, but... Do you ever worry about like becoming immune to coffee? You know, I've noticed immunity to coffee, and when I notice it is if I drink it too much. If I have coffee all day long, midday, it ceases to have, you know, it's a diminishing returns would be the term. Yeah. Now, I if I don't s- drink a lot of coffee, oh, go ahead. N- no, Brandy, your story, your story first. Oh, thank you. Well, I was just going to say I don't drink coffee a lot, kind of on purpose, because when I do drink it, I want it to just be really intense and just yeah. make me nuts, you know? Yeah. Did you watch Intervention? Uh, no, I don't. Um. Well, anyway, so yeah, like my sweet spot with coffee is really just one to two cups in the morning. And then like when I get, sometimes when we're working really long days, I will have a little bit at three o'clock. But the thing is, I, my mom is a teetotaler. She doesn't drink coffee. She doesn't drink alcohol, blah, blah, blah. My dad, well, that's another story, Brandy. But I, um, I find that probably both my parents are very reactive to things. And I think I am too. So... If I have coffee at like three or four, I will potentially be up all night. But, yeah, yeah, that's the way I am too. Mm-hmm. I have to be very careful about it. Yes, but I'm so envious yeah. when someone like has like a triple espresso after dinner. I'm like, go on, bitch, go on. How do you do it? <gasps> Who's calling? Should I take a live call? Go ahead. Who is this? It's Lauren. Oh my God, you're on my podcast right now. <laughs> Listen, Lauren. Your what? Podcast. Oh my goodness. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, let me call you back unless it's urgent. No, I will talk to you another time. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> That's a cool little uh, wild card we could have going there. Double call. 
Private collars, double collars, we do it all. Private collars, double collars, we do it all. <laughs> so, Chelsea, I wanted to call you because I used to dance in the NBA. What? Yeah, and I know that you're a bulk fan of the NBA and dancing. Oh my God, hold on. Oh my God, biggest honor of my life, the jackpot. So I <laughs> thank the Lord I didn't hang up on you. My interest is high. First of all, I heard that they make it like if you sleep with an NBA player, you get fired. Oh, a hundred percent. You can't even be in the same room with them. Well, all the teams have kind of different rules, mm-hmm. but on our team, <laughs> like, I mean, if I was in a restaurant and a player came in, I would have to leave. You're kidding me. Yeah. That's like some old timey shit. At a nightclub with some players. Oh my god! Yeah, but it really—I mean, it's—it's really to protect you, the dancer, because they're all—they—they don't want rumors going around about anything, and they don't want your, you know, reputation to be in question. It is not to protect you, the dancer. Together. Let me tell you, it's to protect the game itself. They don't care about the dancers. Are you kidding? Well, that's true. (laughs) It's, it's the, they don't want the players to be distracted in any way or have like getting the stink eye from some dancer they boned down like the week before or whatever. Now, but does it happen? Do people hook up covertly? You know, I, I have to say, like on the team I was on, mm-hmm. the players were not interested in the dancers at all. Uh, and they oh, were a little let me bit guess. older, but I mean, <laughs> let me guess what super team. professional. They have families. I mean, we only really saw them on game days because we practice at different locations. Mm-hmm. And on game days, they're obviously super focused on the game. They weren't, right. you know, eyeing us or anything. Do you ever hook up with any fans? Like people, are you allowed to say if like Jack Nicholson goes to a Lakers game and you're a Lakers girl? Oh, Lakers girls. Well, hopefully that would be allowed. I mean, someone's better looking than Jack Nicholson, hopefully. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I guess man younger, is a I legend. Younger is what I was going with. All right. <laughs> now. So that would be allowed because that's interesting. There's a lot of celebrities you could hook up with Lil Wayne back when he used to exist in the world as opposed to just apparently, I don't know what he does now, just skateboards and does drugs. I think he's on tour with Drake, right? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you probably skateboard too. Well, 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 consider me misinformed (laughs) um so okay so you could hook up with stars and thing um were the what else is there i feel like i've had a lot of questions about dancers do you feel like here's when i go to lakers games i feel like all the older guys in the audience are super into the dancers for example do you feel do you feel a leering energy when you perform at an nba show I mean, Show. sometimes, sometimes, uh, usually, I guess uh, you would try to sort of block that stuff out. Usually do, it's more fun when like little kids come up to you and want your picture versus like old men. Do they, but I mean, it happens. But you know, they were sent over by their old uncle. Right, right. Their dads are the ones like taking the picture. <laughs> did they, did you ever get a number yeah. slipped to you? Did I what? Ever get like a number slipped to you? Oh, no, I would have sometimes like they try not to release your last name, but I would have sometimes um, people kind of track me down on Facebook and send me weird messages oh, and requests. Psycho. But you just have to like not add those people. Now, the other thing I'm I sure heard you get the same thing, <laughs> girl, <laughs> let's talk No, But um, do was the salary? I heard that the salary is extremely low and then the dancers make their money on calendars and appearances. Is that accurate? That's totally true. It's kind of a tough thing because in general, I would say that all the 
teams are underpaid. Obviously, every team pays their dancers different amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a salary or anything. You just get a stipend per game and then stipends per appearance. What What's that and, dollar amount? Um, for my team, it was a little under $100 per game. God damn! So what you can't do is calculate it by like hourly rate because it would be insane. It would be like half of minimum wage or something. Right. On a game day, you have to be there hours before the game. Then you end up having to stay after as well. So then you have to give everyone, you have to administer everyone's ice baths after the game. Right. (laughs) That's like being like an unpaid nurse. At the end of the day, it's probably something I would have done for free. So I tried to not complain about the money too much. But then you did make money doing appearances. Yeah. I mean, you did, but it's definitely not anything you could live on. Like, I had a full-time job while I was doing it. You're a lot kidding. of other girls were in school. Oh, my God. So what is the end yeah. game if you're an NBA dancer? Like, what's your next... You want to be Alan Ivory or whatever it is? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tough. Like, for Start me, it was dance kind company. of the end of the road for me as a dancer because I had danced competitively in college and stuff. So I think it's kind of a route for people to dance professionally into adulthood a little bit. Um, but other girls that were younger than me, I was kind of on the older end of the team. Um, but the other girls that were younger than me are, you know, dancing on cruise ships or moved to LA and got agents. And dancing on a cruise ship. The dream. Yeah, I know people who've done that. Oh my God. That honestly would be my worst nightmare. Just anything on a cruise ship. <laughs> it would, you might feel a little trapped, I guess. Eating crudite. You get to travel all over the world. Mm-hmm. And capsize and Titanic part two. Yeah, that's true. So were you close friends with anyone in the NBA or was it a very hands-off thing? They keep it pretty hands-off in terms of certainly the players. The people in the front office, you got to know pretty well. And then um, you got to do like some cool stuff involved with the media, different interviews and stuff, which was fun. Um, now, guys, yeah, really hands off on the players. Here's the thing. Guys love forbidden fruit. And not only that, but like girls, too. Like there's just the Romeo and Juliet yeah. factor of someone tells you someone's off limits. That makes it all the more appealing. Do you think that that was a factor in the dynamics? Um, probably. I mean, I don't personally know of any hookups that have happened, but that doesn't mean that they didn't. Um I know on other teams, actually, I know girls who were dancers who ended up getting married to players and stuff, but long after they finished dancing, certainly. Do you think some of the girls were there for that reason? Well, I think that's part of the reason why the rules are in place, because they don't want to recruit girls who are just there. to like. <laughs> they can't even the dance. Basketball player. <laughs> They're like, look, I can't dance, but I can twerk and I make eye contact <laughs> right. with my desired player right. while I do it. <laughs> Exactly. Get her off the court. Um, well, yeah, it was really fun. How long did you do it? I did it for three years. Damn. And yeah. um, are there any other perks if the pay is low? Um, we got to go on some international trips with the NBA, promoting like the NBA mm-hmm. um, in Europe. Some girls got to go to China. I got to go on a trip to Paris. Which was did they fly cool. you first class? Uh, no, unfortunately. But, but what about your limbs? Hmm? Well, we got to stay in a nice hotel. We had like a translator take us all around the city and it was pretty cool. He's like, here's how we say booty pop in Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the other really cool thing. Um, some girls on my team were there when the team won the championship uh-huh. and they got championship rings. Oh shit! What's the net like? What's the yeah. dollar amount worth of those rings? Someone had it appraised. It was like over twenty grand. I mean, Damn. it's not the same size ring that the players get. They get much bigger ones. Obviously. They're bigger hands. Yeah. Well, exactly. Fair's fair. Well, wait a minute. I feel like I had some other question for you to show. Oh yeah, wardrobe, costumes. A lot of times, they're not sexy and the dance moves you could tell that there's limitations that are in place to make it very pg did that ever annoy you um sometimes yeah it's kind of funny like i know for us the dances you could do on a friday night when most of the crowd would be kind of riled up and drinking were Mm -hmm. very different than the games that were on like sunday afternoon really there's a lot of kids there yeah 
Yeah, so, you know, different strokes, different audiences. Like, what could you do physically for the rowdy Friday night crowd that you couldn't do on a Sunday? Um, You would do kind of more, like, sexy stuff, maybe some more of the hip-hop. And then if you had, like, novelty routines that were to, like, you know, old like, Beatles songs. Like, like stuff. blowing a ping pong out of your crotch. Stuff like that. That's a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Popping kum- kumquats out your P-Tang. That's a Friday yeah. night. <laughs> That's a Friday night, yeah. Sunday's more mellow. Ribbon dancing. Um yeah. Now, certain dance teams have reputations for being more, quote unquote, ratchet, if you will. Sure. Was that the case with your dance team or no? No, we were super family friendly and conservative. Might I ask which which team you were playing? Yeah, I was in Boston with the Celtics. Oh, Um, shit! (laughs) Yeah, so the dancing here is fairly new. It's like six years old, so, um, you know, it's a little more family-friendly crowd. So you had to wear green all the time? Uh, It was supposed to be green, white, and black, yeah. Disaster. No girl really wants... I know you're a Laker fan. Well, (laughs) listen, Laker girl colors are probably more flattering to most girls. Green sure. green is tough. Green is a tough yeah. one. I've got Mediterranean olive skin. I just can't do it. I can't dance for the Celtics. I'm sorry. Okay. We'll, we'll let you dance for the Lakers then. Thank you. What about the Clippers dancers? Are you a fan? Do you have a group of yeah. dancers that you're a bigger fan of? Like the that you think are the uh, best dance team right now? They're all really good. They're all really different. I would say... Like, you've probably been to Laker and Clipper games. Yes, correct. Right, I'm guessing. So you might notice that the Oops. Laker girls are very uniform when they dance. Mm-hmm. Um, they took put a big premium on, you know, cleanliness with their lines and stuff, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. And uh, I think the Clipper girls tend to have a little bit more individual style. Mm. Um, a little bit more. But then if you were to go someplace like Miami, yeah. they really let their girls, like, you know, really show their individual style that's cool i like that i would probably like that a lot yeah um how much rehearsal commitment did you have Uh, we rehearsed two or three times a week and then there would be games for how many hours three times a week uh two and a half three hours did you like your coach and was that coach like a personal confidant or was it more antiseptic the relationship no, I, I liked her a lot. She was a, a good personal confidant. Yeah. She was great. So they're not like strict with you and treat you like a number. They're they're like, in your experience. No, I mean, she definitely had high expectations, but mm-hmm. I think that's what made the team so good. Does um, she ever point at a girl and go, you're cut? All the time. People just cut left and right. <laughs> no, no, she was nice. Once you make the team, I think you're you're treated pretty well. I mean, you're expected to work hard, but. Right. Sure. Yeah. Now, have you seen Brooklyn 99? I'm a huge Brooklyn 99 fan. What and do I you think of Floorgasm? <laughs> Are my They're dance so moves good. acceptable to you with the trained professional eye? I'm dying to be in Floorgasm. You have no idea. God damn it. I want you in there. Oh, my gosh. I'm in a second. Now, see, Floorgasm, I tried to have a lot of times the girls will learn all these moves and then they'll let me be more improvisational. Well, that's what I love about your style. You're like really in the moment. You're really free. You can tell you're really passionate about what you're doing. I love it. That's what I was hoping you might say. Um, Brandy. Chelsea. You're Brandy, right? Yes. Oh, thank God. I was like, was that the last caller? Because you were so silent. (laughs) What a journey this has been. Is there anything else? I mean, I feel like this is a great area for the podcast. Um, Did you ever get hit in the head with a ball? Are you scared of that? I always see the girls sitting at the ends of the court and like they're smiling. They're all made up. And it's like you're really in a danger zone. Players are flying up to the the hoop and pushing the ball through the net. Yeah, that happens a lot. And the guys are huge. So if they fall into you, they're like enormous, you know? What if someone died that way, a dancer? Oh, my gosh. 
What a way to go. What kind of funeral do you think the NBA would put together for a fallen dancer? I mean, probably not very nice. We're not super high on their priority list. But maybe one of the... In the line of fire in the act in a game maybe maybe like the maybe player more of a show it would probably be the player the player if they killed you crushing you with their body weight they would probably especially playing for the celtics maybe you do some sort of an irish wake or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, special God. memorial with like bagpipes <laughs> do they ever have bagpipes at the games um, we actually had one outfit that was like kind of Irish, like plaid skirt, bagpipe uniformy looking mm. that people really liked. They did? Did you like, <laughs> did you carry around? You know what they should have do? <laughs> they should have do is have, um, you know, beer mugs that are empty. They're plastic and you guys use them as props like in the dance. Like you go into the splits and you put the beer mug upside down and you, you bang it on the ground to a rhythm and then you get up and like toss the beer mugs in the air then catch them and shit like that. Uh, that would be pretty good. I wish you were still That's dancing, you know, actively so I could put these kinds of ideas into motion. I know. Who's Call the current the Lakers or the Celtics? I'm who's sure the they current would... team on the Celtics? Like who's the starting players? Oh man, I guess Rondo's the biggest star right now. Um, he's the one who looks like he's a chain like smoker. Is he the one? What's who, that? Is he the one who looks like he's a, a chain smoker? Um, I Let don't me, know. Let me look him up. He's I'm kind of like to... a small guy, kind of wily looking. Oh no no no! He's fan. he's not the one. He he kind of looks like a turtle. Oh one, yeah, the one you're talking about. But who's the guy who's like the older guy? He's like one of their key players. He may I don't Are you know. Paul huh? Pierce. Is he still he's playing? No them? longer on the Celtics, unfortunately. Oh, I think it is him. Hold on, I'm googling just so I can make sure that's. Yeah, kind of yeah. The more recent Marky. Oh, you're thinking Paul Pierce? Yeah, he looks like a chain smoker. <laughs> and it always made me laugh watching him because he just looks like someone who's just finished a bender. Neil. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You're like, I can't participate in this. Okay, so who's the current roster? Who else? Um, they just drafted Marcus Smart, which people are really excited about. Okay, okay. Uh, there's a guy named Jeff Smart Move. Dean. That's the sports headline I would have written. Smart Move. <laughs> And then everyone's like, who that is this girl? Um, okay, I don't, I'm don't. i not familiar with him. Checking out his... Okay, he's in an Oklahoma State jersey in every photo. Interesting hair history for Marcus Smart. Interesting hair history. Who else? Uh, there's a guy named... Gosh, I don't even know. Brandon Bass? He's pretty good. He's one of my faves. Can't think of a headline, though. Brandon. You guys are lucky in L.A. You get to root for Swaggy P. I know. Things are really coming together. It's been a really great few years for the Lakers and the Celtics. Uh, What a dream country we live in. All right, listen, I appreciate your call with so much depth. I mean, this was a real dream come true. Brandon Bass. It's a dream come true for me, too. I mean, the the images that came up for Brandon Bass are so weird. There's, I mean, (laughs) there's a white guy that's named Brandon Bass who's flexing his muscles in half the photos in the Google image result. Oh. And he's like. I feel bad for the Celtics player. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Those Google results. more prevalent on Google images. One of them, the guy is wearing a cowboy hat and a and a tank top and he's pulled the tank top up above his tits and they look like titties, his pecs. No. no. So shout out to the real Brandon Bass. This imposter's really messing up your gig image results. All right. Well, anything well, else? Thanks, Chelsea. If you need anyone for floorgasm, let me know. Brandy Send me a video audition. <laughs> Just kidding. I have no, I don't know if I have that poll or not. I doubt it. But um, yeah, you know, always oh, K-I-T, girl. K-I-T. Love it. 
All right. Thanks, Chelsea. Bye. Have a great <laughs> Has anyone ever done that before? Bye. Hi. Menon. Call from Hannah. Who is it? Who is it? Hello? Who is this? <laughs> Hello? Who is this? Is everything okay over there? Are you at work? I'm sorry, ma'am. I can't hear you. Are you at work? Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. We're bucking the system. Fuck those motherfuckers, man. Fuck these corporations trying to own us, Braj. You know what I mean? Man, tell me about it. I'm all about the, you know, taking down the system. Wait, you can't say that at work. You're supposed to be faking like you're on a business call. <laughs> oh, right, right. That's not appropriate you language. I, I apologize. You can't be like, I want to take down the system. You're misunderstanding this, how this <laughs> game is supposed to work. Point. You're supposed to be like, ma'am, I completely understand and we'll do our best to ensure that. And then I'm supposed to be on this side whiling out. Everyone's like, oh, shit, this is a crazy context. Well, ma'am, I think that's a really good point, but we're going to have to discuss that at such a different time. It's just not appropriate. For <laughs> anyway, though, where do you work? Um, I'm working in Seattle right now. At what kind I of? do. I, mean, I build websites. Woohoo! I use so many I websites. I use so many fucking websites, man. I love them. I'm working on one in Los Angeles right now. Or wait, no, Palm Springs. Where's that? What the fuck? What are the chances? It's so close to here. It's like an hour drive. Um, do you remember? Well, maybe you can check it out for me. Let me know. You're fine. Like, do you remember a time when people first started having personal websites and they were just like, I have a website. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just comedians, but every comedian, there was a year where everyone's like, I now have a website. And people were like unveiling their websites. And, you know, it was like there was a time where everyone started making these sites where it's like a photo or a drawn image and you click on a tree branch to find this or that. And, <laughs> you know, a bird flies by. If you click it, it gives you some comedians show dates. And I'm like, you know what? How about just put them all very easily apparent on the homepage so I don't have to click a branch to figure out what's what. But it um, was Yeah, that's basically my life. I have to take people's websites for their, you know, animated gifts. Oh my god. Uh, I... Like, you know, built in nineteen ninety five and bring them to the future. Well, here's my pet peeves, and you'll see if you agree. Okay, lay it on me. Um, I hate flash animation of any kind. I'm with you on that one. It just is a, it wastes everyone's time. No one wants to watch it. It's a hundred percent only in the interests of the person whose website it is. No one has time for that shit. No one, no, no, nobody got time for that. Now the next I'll thing. I'll say y'all like it would be my perfect customer because basically that's how we make a big amount of our money is like, Hey, you have a flashlight that doesn't work on mobile phones, you know? That's yes. That's browsing. the thing. It's like mobile phones. You open something and it's just like a blank screen and you're like, Ugh, fuck you. Stop trying to overdo it. Just make it so simple. It's all about oh accessibility. God, so Chelsea. Mm, good. Next thing <laughs> I hate fucking slideshows never have me have to click next have everything open up in one screen if possible oh well you know that's all because people just want the clicks right? i know it's but you know for what your sake or our sake it's just because they want the money chelsea but you know what like why is that a good thing i always abandon slideshows i don't think there's one slideshow i've ever completed i'm always like next and then waiting and i'm like fuck this and i leave so do you even really collect that much money if people only click on one to two photos in your slideshow Every click counts, but, you know, they're going for, like, all 15 or 20. Have you ever gotten, like, a list where it was, like, 
top 100 things to yeah, do. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like three here's... I don't, I'm not going to do that. Top one thing for me to do right now. Close out this list. That's my my well, retort that's incredibly witty. Now... One of my coworkers would ask me who I'm talking to, and I'm explaining to it over Gchat while I'm talking to you. Double tasking. I like it. This is the way of the future. No offense taken. So are you like, I'm on the phone with a legendary comedian, one of the greats. It's insane that I have this level of personal access to this living legend. I'm just... Oh, she doesn't know, but she will know after I'm done with her. God damn it. Anyway. I saw your show back in Seattle. Um, I thought it was great. I thought the audience was kind of lame. Was this when I was in a bar and I, were you at the show where I stood up on a cinder block or the the concrete block? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, it was greatly appreciated. I was way in the back, but I was some amateur hour level. Not you, of course. Yeah. 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 It was a challenging setup for all involved, but Mm -hmm. I did love Seattle the last time before that, that I was there, but that, yeah, that venue was challenging. Anyway, um, I don't like a long, skinny room for comedy. It's just my absolute least favorite configuration because especially if there's a bar alongside the entire audience, then you have the distraction of the bar along the entire audience. And then the people in the back feel so remote, even though in the front, there's only like that venue in particular was ridiculous. It's like you're facing like 10 people, but then it goes back really deep so you're like having this weird show where you're staring in the faces of 10 people and then all these people are trapped way far away from you anyway whatever no one cares about this all right so i was all the way in the back so like i said the concrete block was appreciated i'm glad you didn't get hurt oh thank you you know anything for the fans anything to just give a good show to the people just kidding i don't know that's great but Listen, um, wait, what were we just talking? Oh, yes, p- internet pet peeves. So, <sighs> slideshows, flash, challenging navigation, like I said. Like, don't make it like I have to click on a cherry blossom or a cloud in the sky to find out the pertinent Ooh. information that I need. Can I tell you a fun one I saw recently? Yeah. So, it's like a regular website, right? And they have, like, the navigation in the top left hand corner and the top right so you got their logo in the middle and all their content and it's like I didn't realize that was where it was for god I swear like like 10 minutes I was just like oh it's a one page website that's great it was like the same color it was like yellow on top of yellow it was ugly I might have to send it to you wait so what do you click on well, it was like navigational links, but it looks basically like the page is being torn from both the right and left side. Um, Does that make sense? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm send it to you, but it was it was hideous. I feel like there was a great boom of innovation in web design, and then it, now I feel like like let's just go back to basics. Actually, you know, like there's there's other places where being artistic, and also, do you yeah. remember like there was also. That that during that time, if you were a web designer, which like everyone was like, yeah, I'm a web designer, you could make so much money because everyone was like, I need a website. Oh my god, I need a website. <laughs> now everybody has one. Even my mom has one. Like literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's that's my favorite sound effect. What's no, um, wait, that's not true. What's on your mom's website? <laughs> She's an oil painter, so she has a portfolio that I did not build for her, and I will probably have to redo it because they did flash slideshow. Oh, God. Yeah, it's like always, too, like, I feel like the older people are, the more inclined they are to have flash and to have... Oh, the other thing I fucking hate, which hotels and restaurants frequently do, is having music that is activated when you go to the website. It's like... Oh, my God, I know. Loud music that's like in the vibe of the restaurant. It's like, I'm not trying to feel like I'm in some Miami Nights vibe right now. I just want to check out if you have ceviche. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I specifically do hotel and restaurant websites. So I see that a lot. 
and I'll awkwardly click on it and all my coworkers will like turn to me because there's this horrible music playing really loud that I didn't mean to actually put on. Yeah, that sucks. And also for hotels and restaurants, like have all the pertinent information on the homepage, like for a restaurant, just have your hours and your phone number right there. Just the first thing Mm -hmm. you see and have a menu up like for the love of God. Yeah, what's really the point of having a website if you're a restaurant if you don't even have the menu on it? For yeah. sure. You know what I do love, though, as a side note? I love when chefs are on Instagram or restaurants are on Instagram and then they post all these delicious things they're cooking. To me, like that's the best promotion you could do as a restaurant right now is like have delicious looking food. On Instagram, it's like, remember how it used to be like you'd watch the Food Network if you were hungry and it would be like, Uh God damn, I want to eat that. Well, with Instagram, if you have a local restaurant and people are looking at the photos you're posting of food, they can literally go drive to you and go eat that food if they see it. So to me, that's like, if I had a restaurant, I'd be all over that. I feel like you would be a really great restaurateur, Chelsea. Thank you. You're so welcome. I mean, you'd be on it with the social media. <sighs> I'd be all you, over Have it. you ever read, um, what's that, like Lucky Peach, the food magazine? Mm-mm. I feel like you would really like it. You should check them out on Instagram. It's David Chang, and they're very, like, hip and on it, you know, with social media. I think media. I follow God, David really Chang. Old, now, I think I follow David Chang on Instagram. Um, well, good. You're already off to a great start. <laughs> wait, what was I going to say, though, about... Oh, yeah, that Olive Garden commercial. Have you seen that Olive Garden commercial where they're like, we gave a lasagna from Olive Garden to 10 foodies. And then it's like these people seated around a table in the countryside. And they're like, you know, reveal that it's Olive Garden. And everyone's oh, like, yeah. I can't believe it. You know, and I'm like, put me in, coach. Put me <laughs> In. I mean, like, what self-respecting foodie would confuse food from the Olive Garden P.S. fresh pasta in the Italian countryside? Yes, and also the lasagna close-up that they put in that commercial, it has, like, zucchini, like, diced zucchini in it, which I'm like, Bleh! and it yeah. ha- I think it has peppers in it. I'm just like, I, my vomit is like a foghorn. I like peppers either. Like, I like a lot of food, but bell peppers is the only one. I hate bell peppers. They taste like B.O. They smell like B.O. I hate, like, when Philly-type people, they're so into, like, peppers. Oh, it's Italian. No, it's not. I will refuse to eat, like, a, a medley of peppers cooked together. The only pepper I like That's, is, like, Mexican yeah. food, like a chili relleno. Chili relleno. Relleno. I don't remember how to speak Spanish anymore. It's killing me. Like this from the girl who got a four on the Spanish AP. It's heartbreaking. (laughs) Oh my God, you're a genius. I know. It's crazy and I'm freaking out. Do you know what? You should go live in a Spanish speaking country for a while and get back to your roots. I would love to. You know, I did some little stints as a young person in Costa Rica and Guatemala, learned the language, was really into it, and now it's like fading away. Now, you just got to get back into it. I believe you can do it. Thank you. Now, do you know who's called the podcast today? Say that again. Guess who called the podcast today? Oh my God, who? An NBA dancer. Really? Did you get some good stuff? And then, yeah. um, And then now a web designer. I mean, I feel like these are my two hot spots right now. This has been a great pod so far. Lots to discuss. Actually, this is the first time I've ever called in. Like, I didn't even dial it twice. So I feel like it's destiny. That is destiny. Now, speaking of destiny's child. Just kidding. But I, um, last night, went to a Chinese restaurant. (sighs) ate some lobster and it was one of those things where they bring out a live lobster to the table and this lobster only had one claw and it was waving its claw at us and I was like oh my god he's uh, it just really was like I I was vegetarian for a year in college but this really was the closest I've felt since then P.S. I broke being a vegetarian on some KFC in Harlem (laughs) so that was an (laughs) ill-fated stint but um, how do you feel after that I've been a vegetarian for a long time and I tried to eat chicken recently and I couldn't do it I felt great I had no physical side effects and it was delicious but oh good should you give it another try then maybe depends I mean here's the thing that I have with being a vegetarian 
a lot of vegetarians, like mm-hmm. if you go to a vegetarian restaurant, a lot of the menus are like fake fried beef wings and like egg rolls and fake mac and cheese. And I'm like, okay, if you think about the whole five ingredients kind of movement in food where it's like, right. there should be f- as few ingredients as possible and you should know what they all are. A lot of vegetarian restaurants are all kinds of weird fake things that are made out of all kinds of weird shit. And a lot of vegetarians are craving protein so much that they're... Yeah, like, what's the point of being a vegetarian if you're just going to eat junk meat? And I think that the cravings for all this, like, fake, fried, sweet, sugary shit is because you're craving protein. In which case, I think it's probably healthier to eat lean meat with, you know, moderation. Yeah, than than the processed shit. Yeah, but I did. Excuse me, that was not appropriate for a work call. Oh, (laughs) yeah, but I just feel like, you know, I did feel really bad for that lobster and the way he was waving his little paw in the air. It really reminded me of my dog. I felt like he was just this little living being that was like, hey, you guys waving it. And then it was like we were just eating him seconds later. Part of me felt horrible. Oh, I just see my I just see my pet in a lot of like animals now too. Ever since I've got yeah. one, I'm like that could be him on that plate. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. And then my friend was like, "I think I'm going to become vegetarian. Like I don't want to eat my furry friends anymore." And I was like, "Oh my god, don't put it like that." But then a part of me also is into like the wild and humans and life and evolution. And I think about like yeah, like animals eat each other you know i saw that disney bears movie and aside from five minutes where i was literally beside myself with anxiety about this missing fucking cub i was like you know what this is the way of the wild there's killer bears there's rogue bears there's this there's that they're trying to find salmon they're starving then they get salmon then well they're killing salmon and that's the giving them life like i don't know i do think that like part of me is like eating meat is a part of life that's why i'm more into the kind of like farm to table like sustainable non-gm whatever you know like i i'm into just like more moderation healthier meat that is ideally not mass produced in disgusting ways yeah, I mean, it sounds really reasonable. And I think that's one thing, too, is, like, people who eat meat and, like, as humans, like, we do have, like, the option, you know? Like, we're not out there, like, hunting and grinding, like, at least in the United States for, you know, most people feel like it is good to be conscious of, like, what you're I don't you're, see nothing wrong with a little hunt and grind. <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong. Oh, my God, you have the voice of an angel. Thank you. Oh my god! I, I like. I wonder what people around me are like. They're like, "Who the hell are you talking?" To? <laughs> are you supposed to be like telemarketing right now? No, I'm supposed to be talking about websites with hoteliers. And instead, I'm talking about hunting and grinding with Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what grinding means. Like grinding herbs or something. Oh no! Like I just heard it in a Kanye song this morning, so I just used it. Mm. It's on my mind. I bought a mortal, more mortal and pasture, mortal and pasture. Yeah, like a lot of my favorite foodies have those. How's it been working for you? Um, you know, I haven't used it yet, and I'm scared for the grinding because I think it's going to make a sound like a chalkboard. You know, like mm, yeah. I feel like I should have got one that was like marble or something. I got one that looks ceramicy in there, and I'm worried it's going to make a sound I won't like. But. I got to do it. I think it's going to be cool to grind up garlic and herbs in there and just like fucking slather it on something. You know, like old school Italian grandma pesto. Mm, 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 mm. Now, I feel like we've had a great run here. It's time to disable this call. I have to snip. Yeah, I agree. I have to snip a wire. Um, and if I snip the wrong one, unfortunately, we'll both be terminated. Okay, well, thank you so much. It was nice talking to you. Okay, let me just try to find the right wire. Oh, where is it? Is it the green one? Can I get a sound effect before I go? Is it the green one or the red one? Is it the... No, it's the one with the stripe on it. Oh, God, this is just like Big Brother. Um, Fuck, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? (laughs) Oh, God damn it. I think it was... No. Oh, man. Um, oh no, uh, fuck, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, um, uh, 
Okay, I think I've got the right one here. I just have to gently snip it. And, oh my God, get it right. Oh God, please let this be it. Um, ghost now it's crazy up here I, it's like you're looking down on your old life but at the same time you feel so close to it I can't describe what it's like except for like your body feels like it's kind of tingling all over and you feel like everything has been answered you have like a certain understanding of every single thing but at the same time it doesn't take away your empathy it's really trippy I <laughs> Call from Dylan. Oh man, I'm still able to, to take press one to send a voice. I'm still able to take calls. Uh, Dylan, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Hello. I can hear you. Oh my God, that's great news! I, I just exploded in an explosion, but um, apparently, as a ghost, I'm still able to take calls, so I can continue to complete the podcast, even though I died. All right, that's great. Are you okay from the explosion? I mean, it sounds pretty serious. It is, but I mean, I honestly, I died in it, but I feel fine. Like, I can't explain exactly what it's like. It's like, I still feel like I'm in my body, but at the same time, I feel like I have total peace because I feel like I understand everything now. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I feel like I have all the answers and there's no, not a, a ounce of anxiety or curiosity about you know, what does this or that mean or what's going to happen with this or that? I just feel this total peace yeah. inside. It's really weird, Dylan. I think you've reached nirvana. Oh, my God. It's crazy, dude. You should kill you yourself. You've done it. No, it's so cool. Well, listen, now that you have all the answers, I've got a really important family emergency that I need you to help with. Oh, shit. Are you at work? No, I'm at home. Oh, okay, what is it? Where am I? I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, cool. So, here's the thing. My sister is pregnant, and she's having a baby boy, and she wants to name him Cameron Lane. And I think that's awful. I gotta tell you, I feel like that's a pretty good name. I don't mind it at all. You do like that name? Well, see, I like Lane, but it's Cameron. I don't know. Maybe it's a childhood Cameron that I have a bad experience with, but the Cameron part is throwing me off. I do like Lane as a name. Yeah, I think, like, you got to trust me. Like, I sense all answers in my current state in the afterworld, and I feel... Oh, right, right. Yeah. You have all the answers. Yeah, I feel like that name is actually a good name. Like, I can't tell you why. I just know it. It's like... All my ghost bones are kind of humming when you say that name. And I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Cameron Lane. Yeah. I trust you. Okay. I totally trust that experience and all of your feelings that you're feeling right now. Okay. Trust Thank that. you. Good luck. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for calling in today. I, it has been a otherworldly experience resulting in my death, but I got to tell you, worth it. And look, sometimes you snip the wrong wire. And as Beast Mode Cowboy says on Big Brother, hey, at the end of the day, if I made a mistake, it's just a game. Well, the same is true of life itself. <sighs> I guess I got to sign off here and wrap up. But, um, you know, It's been a great call. I really cherished every last caller. Um, please get ready to watch my 
one hour special on Netflix, November 14th, it's going to go up and I couldn't be more excited about it, especially the sense, um, ghost excitement is way more potent than human excitement. I can't explain to you. It's hard. I, like, I don't mean to talk down to you, but there's a lot of ghost shit that you guys just aren't going to really be able to tap into. Um, what else? I guess like, I just want to give a shout out to Brooklyn nine, nine. I mean, we're finally in the month that season two starts airing. I'm really excited about it. There's some really, really funny stuff that we've shot that I, I can't wait to see. Um, and I'll be watching right alongside you guys. September 28th. That's a Sunday. We're moved to Sundays now. So, um, eight 30 on Sunday, September 28th. And, uh, you know, also the cast, we went on this, um, top chef duels show and I got to sit next to Wolfgang Puck. Okay. He's so charming. And I don't know if they'll use anything that I said or if it'll all be edited out to me just taking one bite and smiling. But again, I can't wait to watch. That's going to be on September 17th. Huge month. Huge month. I can't believe I died, but we'll figure it out and post. Guys, stay connected. If there's one thing you do, stay connected. You never know which wire will be the wrong wire. Delete some of the things. So what you're doing, Chelsea? You're just making podcasts? You seem like a real sweetheart, but I gotta go. Bong. Bong. Bong.